On this episode of the podcast, uh, it's a little bit different, I guess, today, because I've got my friend Mike Newberry. Mike, we've known each other how long? Forever, right? Uh, high schoolish. Yeah, something like that. Our our old crappy bands played crappy shows at crappy clubs together. Many, many One specific crappy club. Yeah, many moons ago. Yes. Uh, I asked if you wanted to, to join me on the podcast today. We are practicing the social distancing because there's a very good reason for that, and that reason is... You tested positive for the coronavirus. I did indeed. So, okay, let's paint this picture. What made you initially think that, you know what, I should get checked out for this? And how did you get checked out for it? Because I feel like a lot of people don't uh, uh, want to, they want to get the test, but not exactly easy to do it. No, it's not very available. So um, I had uh, discovered one evening that I could no longer smell or taste anything. I lost my senses of smell and taste. Not a big deal. <laughs> I mean, you'd be surprised how little joy life holds when you can't go anywhere or taste food. <laughs> well, did you start eating? Be like, you know what? Screw it. Like, I can't taste anything. I'm going to eat the shit that tastes like crap, like Brussels sprouts, liver, like just to eat the healthy shit that tastes like shit. Well, I actually really like Brussels sprouts, but your point is still taken. Uh, <laughs> I eat a lot of black jelly beans. So my father-in-law says they taste like black paint. I'm not sure if paint has a different, uh, you know, different paint has different flavors. I'm not sure. I also don't know how he knows that. Yeah, I've never tasted paint. But anyway, so I discovered I, I couldn't taste or smell. And I figured that it might have just been some allergy stuff because the pollen's been so bad the, the past few weeks I've been able to hear it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I get a lot of sinus infections, but I've never lost my sense of smell. My wife showed me a, an article. Uh, that said that it could be symptom of coronavirus. So I contacted my doctor. I was born with a heart defect, so I have a cardiologist on staff. And uh, <laughs> and he recommended that I drive down to Johns Hopkins and get tested. He set the whole thing up. So I assume you, I mean, if the average, like, oh, somebody, like me, if I'm like, oh, I want to go get tested, went down there, they'd be like, get the hell out of here. But because your doctor, like, set it up and it was, like, a legit thing, especially with the pre-existing something, yeah, you had to have an appointment, uh, and they checked my name and my ID and all that stuff before they actually gave me the test. So I would imagine you have to have special dispensations. Now, was somebody decked out in all the like crazy like outbreak gear? Like, were you like one of those infected monkeys from Africa, <laughs> and they yes. were just like straight decked yeah. out? There was a handful of nurses. So I, I drove in to the. It was a drive-through place, um, and there was a uh, a little tent set up. And a girl walked out and she had on the full gown and the gloves like she had scrubbed up and she had on a face shield and there was a little respirator in the back so she could breathe. I mean, it was really like it was like that scene in E.T. Uh, <laughs> Were you a little taken aback by that, by having this person come over to you like, holy shit, this is legit? No, I expected because I'd seen some news stories and things. They took a six or seven inch long Q-tip and shoved it up my nose about three quarters of the way. Oh. I think they poked the bottom of my eyeball, <laughs> but the whole thing, whole thing took about eight seconds. And then what? They're just like, all right, we'll see you later. <laughs> let us yeah, know said, well, or we'll let you know. Uh, yeah. Tw- uh, 24 to 72 hours. And I actually had uh, the results back the following morning. So what did, the, who, did somebody call you? Did you just get a text message? It's like, Hey, here's what's going on. They sent the test results to my cardiologist. Oh, okay. Okay. And then he called you. He's and like, he called me good news, yeah. bad news. Well, 
just bad news. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, other than that, and then actually, I've gotten my sense of taste to smell back, so I'm perfectly fine. Still a little sniffly, but I'm calling that allergies. But right now, the, this is the worst. Well, I would say this is the worst time of year to get the coronavirus. But you don't. Do I have a cold? Do I have allergies? Do I have it? Yeah, <laughs> I have allergies pretty bad, but I haven't been anywhere all besides the, the grocery. I have store. Allergies pretty bad all the time. Yes, it's it's true. Like if it, winter <laughs> allergies, spring allergies, summer somehow allergies. It never goes yeah. away. It never does. I'm so, the same way. So now what? What did they tell you? Did they just say, okay, stay home for 14 days? Or how do you feel? Or is that just the extent of it? Uh, they've been checking up on me uh, and asking me how I feel. And I'm, I'm fine. And my wife is fine. We're all fine here. We're all fine here. Still staying yeah. home. But yeah, but they told, told me to stay home 14 days. Um, and I've actually, it's interesting, I've received conflicting information about the quarantine period. So some people have said 14 days. Some people have, and that's 14 days from diagnosis, 14 days from symptoms. And then I talked to somebody today from the Harford County Board of Health who said, after your symptoms go away, wait three days and then you can go out. (laughs) This whole thing is very, very, um, well, unprecedented because we've never dealt with this before, but the rules are constantly changing. They are. uh, I'm sticking with 14 days from diagnosis, so... I did have to run out today for a financial thing, but other than that, I've been staying home and going outside only to walk my dogs. Same. And I, I lost my job back in January, so trying to job hunt now, not easy because nobody's doing in-person interviews and nobody's really hiring right now because uh, everything's kind of crazy. Yeah, and I haven't worked since uh, St. Paddy's Day was my first canceled gig, so the fr- the Saturday before that, the 14th, was the last time I worked. <laughs> And you, you make your living as uh, as a musician. So you're it's twofold because there's nothing open and being diagnosed with it, even if stuff was open, you couldn't have been out anyway. Right. So what now? Like do you hear from these clubs or any booking agencies or how what's the protocol? Is it just a wait and see thing? Well, I, I do a great deal of work with uh, Starly Entertainment and uh, they have been checking up to make sure that I'm still alive and my morale is high. So there's that. Uh, And they actually asked me for available dates for the summer. So they're still doing some work over there, uh, I guess. Um, I have heard from a couple of club owners or managers uh, wishing me well. Um, A couple of them have sent me a little bit of money on my live streams. That's good. Um, Yeah. And they all say, you know, when this is all back up and running, you're obviously coming back for all your scheduled gigs and we'll get some more work in and so forth and so on. They're all, they've all been very understanding and very nice because they don't have a choice, honestly. I mean, uh, you know, it's not just me and it's not just them. It's all of us. We're all in this together, Scott. We, we are all in this together. It's, it's funny. And yet, at the same time, we're completely separate. Absolutely separate. I, <laughs> I, I did a, I did a podcast with, um, with somebody last or what I don't even know what day it is. Um, last week I did a podcast with somebody and she uh, she was in Baltimore, but making sure we we did this the same way we're doing this over Skype, um, just to make sure nobody's not distanced enough. <laughs> right. It's all it's all a learning experience. It's okay. Stay home. Okay. Till when? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, whatever. You know who I think is behind all this? Two people. Aliens. No, Netflix, because oh. I'm sure okay. their subscriber <laughs> rates are through the roof, and uh, Microsoft Zoom, because uh, everybody's doing Zoom or Skype or Netflix. 
Yeah. And uh, Microsoft owns Skype too, don't they? They do. See? Mm-hmm. See? They're, yeah. all, they're all in it together. Don't Bill Gates, man. So, okay. So the, the, let's go back for, for a second. What, uh, somebody, you know, you think shared the, the COVID with you and yes. this person, they traveled under the, how do I want to say this? Under they were, duress. Yes. And what made them think this is fine. Let's just travel with not thinking the, this whole situation is a big deal or just kind of rolling the dice. Uh, he had to travel for work. Gotcha. So, uh, uh, I mean, it wasn't like a joy ride. He had to fly out to Chicago for a uh, work thing. He's a salesman, and he had to oversee an installation of a thing. I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> Something. Um, as to whether or not he was taking it seriously, I can't answer that. I don't I, know. I have a friend. He is now. He is now. Yeah. Well, he he didn't. He wasn't able to get a test, but obviously you did. So we just based off of his symptoms, it seems like it's a th- sure thing, right? It's pretty solid bet. Yeah. Now I have a friend who she during this moved from Pennsylvania to Florida, and I've seen her on Facebook, and she's currently like she was on an airplane today. What? <laughs> I just want to like. Was she in the hazmat gear? No, she was in like a tank top and shorts. I'm like, you're not taking this very well. That's not okay. And traveling with a kid? Yeah. Well, I don't want to travel with a kid anyway. But Well, <laughs> see, anybody, like there are people out there who say, uh, you know, kids can't get it or they're not very affected by it or whatever. And it's it's not true. Um, we've had a couple of instances in Harford County of uh, five and six and seven-year-old kids getting it and being on ventilators. There's a lot of conflicting information, but you know, you you see stories on the news, you got to take them seriously. It's weird um because of the the crazy times that it is. I have no concept of time or day or anything anymore. <laughs> yeah. I rarely do anyway, but this certainly hasn't helped. <laughs> and my wife is working from home. Her office is obviously closed. She's working from our, our office, our spare bedroom, which is now an office. The dog's confused as hell because he's like, why are you people home? It's <laughs> it's just a weird a weird vibe. And even like if we're out walking him, um, if somebody's coming down the street on the same side, they'll cross or will cross, even though it's – well, I guess because we don't know them or what their deal is or anything like that. And there but. are those those fun, awkward moments where you both go to cross and it's like a little dance from 35, 40 feet away to decide who's actually going to go and who's going to stay. Both standing in the middle of the street like it's a Texas, like you're drawing your guns <laughs> back in the Wild West. Who's going to get on the right side of the street? I have two dogs and one of them is like, oh, boy, everybody's home. And the other one is completely over it and just wants us all to go away. I think that's how mine is. Um, he at first was like, awesome, everybody's here. Now he's like, get the fuck out of the house. How's he doing? He he was good. He gave us a little scare. He was at the pet ER uh, last week for two nights, a multi-thousand dollar ordeal. Um, Mm. They initially thought pancreatitis, turned out acute gastroenteritis. He just basically had an upset stomach. Two nights of- What better time- for this to happen. And let me explain what the, the emergent, the pet ER is like right now. Um, you are not allowed in. Mm. So you, we, cause we weren't even sure what to do. So we called them. We're like, hi, uh, we think our dog is, there's something wrong. What's going on. Oh, they said, okay, you, you show up there, you call, they come out to, to get your pet. 
they wouldn't even, I, I, my wife and I both went, they wouldn't even let me get out of the car in the parking lot to like hand him over. They said, you know, because of our protocol, just one of you get out of the car. I'm like, mm, okay. And, yeah. uh, when we went back to get him, the doctor gave us like the briefing of what the, what they found from inside. They called us from inside just to tell us, okay, here's what's going on. Here's what you need to do, you know, in taking him home. Yeah. They wouldn't even come out and they had one person come out, give him to us. We had to sign the thing to, you know, to pay for it all. Actually, no, they took payment over the phone. It was, pre it felt like I was doing a drug deal except with a credit <laughs> card. And instead of a big bag of cocaine, it was a 15 pound dog and still white. Still white, yeah, but I can't can't snort him, I guess. But it, it's just been it's been weird. Like uh, you, obviously, like I'm in uh, like Nottingham, White Marsh area. You're in in Bel Air, uh, Bel Air ish area. Have you been through like like Main Street or anything since all this happened? Is it practically a ghost town? I haven't, but my parents have. Uh, they uh, drove some stuff out to my older brother's place, uh, also in Bel Air. But they come right up Main Street on mm. Bond Street, I guess. But yeah, it's pretty tumbleweeds it's weird everything along there it like there's there are no grocery stores there are no mechanic anything it's all just like restaurants and stores and they're all closed i they're doing the most of those places along there are doing at least pickup right or are they all closed too like it's weird like there's there's um last weekend my wife and i were like let's get chinese food not to be like uh -huh, chinese whatever because of like the the virus or originated no, there. Chinese food is awesome and everybody should eat it every restaurant <laughs> around us is closed they're closed all of them like my we just called the one place we usually go to and nobody answered i'm like yeah, Jobs. uh we go to the orient on bel-air road okay fantastic by the way there's one of those in bel-air right on uh right on main street recommend it when they decide to open but my neighbor up the street we saw her last night when we were walking the dog and we were having a, a little chat six feet apart and yep. she said they called seven different places the other day and the only one that was open was Chopsticks, but that's like, or no, it was P.F. Chang's. P.F. Chang's was the only one that was open. Oh, that's expense. No, that's that's barely Chinese food. I, I believe the P.F. stands for Paul Fleming. It might. It, 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 a Chinese restaurant founded by, I believe, an Irishman, but, you know, because that's yeah. fantastic. But, yeah, so every Chinese, I almost want to drive up just, A, to get out of the house for a few minutes. There's a sign on the door of the place we go. I, I'm curious what it says, like. And I, I saw somebody post on Facebook because, you know, the internet. And uh, they said, I don't know if I could ever eat Chinese food again. Are, like, are you serious right now? They're the same people who don't want to drink Corona beer anymore. Like, it's that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Those people, we can we they need to go to, like, an island somewhere and just live together. You know, yeah. oh, I don't want to eat Chinese food. I don't want to drink Corona. Here's a little, a little pro tip. And I'm not a doctor or anything, but... No, put, put, turn this up, put your headphones even, you can't get it from those things. No. You can't get coronavirus from Corona beer. And if the people who think that make me want to drink paint. I mean, now, if you want to get really technical about it, you can get it from Chinese food, but you can also get it from Italian food or whatever you're eating, depending on who's cooked it. Right, right. So, like, if you go to, I don't know. Pizza shop P. A. P.F. Chang's. Yeah. No. Pizza shop A and, you know, the guy working there sneezes on your pizza and he's got it. Well. You're going. You going to get it. Yeah. But yeah. just from like a Chinese restaurant, you're not just going to get it because you ate a egg roll. <laughs> it's. But. But fortunately, 
racism is over in this country. So that can't be the cause. We need to figure something out. Definitely not. I believe um, I believe that's been solved. It has been this administration. I uh, without getting you know political, the other day our, our leader um, implied heavily implied that the hospital staffs in New York are hoarding masks or like black marketing them, like putting them. What universe is this? Uh, you know, I again, not to get too political. Of course. But I do need to say, whatever that man says, I automatically believe the exact opposite. I when they have those, um, uh, what do they call like White House briefings that they've been doing? Yeah. I want to hear from Dr. Anthony Fauci, and that's it. That's the only one I want to hear talk. The guy who's like the head of the infection, like he knows all the everything about infectious everything. He knows all of the things. Here's a, a tweet. I, I just had to find it because um, where uh, the, the president said they were originally shipping New York. I believe he said 10,000 or 20,000 of these ventilator masks. And now they need 300,000. He didn't understand. Like, why do you need this many? And I said to my wife, well, if these these people are supposed to change their masks and all this stuff like when you went through the the drive-through thing i don't know if they had to change after they after they tested you i would assume so because of its close contact but i'm not sure for the drive-through things how that works well they they had to change i'm sure they had to change their gloves and i could see uh nurses and whatever else there were other ones in the in the back there and they Mm -hmm. were changing things but not the fate they had like a full helmet basically so they didn't have to change that but the gloves and probably like if yeah definitely the gloves so this tweet from Lou Diamond Phillips, because I'm glad he's the he's the voice of the nation right now. He is. And the voice of reason, might I add. He 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 makes a very valid point. It says if 1000 nurses say this is two hospitals in New York City, treat 30 patients a day and change their masks per safety guidelines each time, that's 30,000 masks over a 10 day period. That's 300,000 masks. This is not a conspiracy, just math. Yeah. Sums it up. And yeah. why is the guy from La Bamba <laughs> proving our commander in chief, proving a point to our commander in chief saying, look, dude, if you just thought about this for a second, you'd know why they need this many more. It's 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 crazy. It. I mean, this is the same guy, not Lou Diamond, the other one. Uh <laughs> He's the is the same guy who, in the midst of a global pandemic that stands to kill hundreds and hundreds of thousands of human beings, tweeted about his ratings. And I want to say and it wasn't a short tweet; it was like five long. <laughs> I want to say, and I laugh because I can't cry right now. But I <laughs> maybe, and then I'm just spitballing here. Maybe people are tuning in, and these ratings are high. Because they want to find out what's happening with all this nonsense, with this craziness. They're not – maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think they're tuning in for him. I feel like they're tuning in for the information. I feel like half of them are and then the other half are kind of in the what the hell is he going to say today column. My wife and I have been playing the what color orange is he going to be. Um, 
Well, that depends on which area of his body you're talking about, because around the eyes, he's still very pale. And back behind the ears, he can't seem to get his sponge back there. Do you think there's a guy at the White House who does that? Or do you think that's a self self-applied thing? Um, judging by the quality of the paint, I would say that it's probably self-applied. Um, but knowing him, I would also be willing to put money on the fact that there's a guy who's so, what do you do for a living? Oh, I paint the president. Oh, like portraits? No, no. I actually paint the president. You ever, uh, you ever see one of those airbrush t-shirts on the boardwalk <laughs> at ocean city? You know, like they look like, uh, you can get like a Camaro or, uh, you know, those kind of things. Yeah. I do that, but on, uh, on the president's face. Yeah. It's a study in monochromatics. I use one color. Well, the one day it was press conference at noon and he was almost like normal color. And then the very, very next day it was like burnt sienna. Yeah. It's, and sometimes it makes you check like the settings on your TV. Like, whoa, he can't be, he can't be that rusty. Can he? Like, what's <laughs> rusty? <laughs> Maybe my saturation's too high. I turn around like, hey, did you mess with this? Did you change the TV? <laughs> but nope, it's. It's not. The dogs just stepped on the remote again. I normally don't mention anything uh, political on this, just but I feel like that's a good observation because a lot of people are watching these press conferences. I I watched the one today with with Hogan just because that's very specific to the state in which we live. Somebody um, somebody out there either tweeted or Facebooked, and then honestly, it could have been you. I have no idea, but it was um, somebody said like Governors Cuomo and Hogan are competing for America's dad. Cuomo is mad, and Governor Hogan's not mad. He's just disappointed in us. <laughs> that and I that wasn't me. I might have shared it, but I didn't that like. Sounds like, like you. <laughs> well, I I just saw a picture a friend of mine um, posted on on my Facebook about. I I called him Larry the Hammer Hogan today because he was just I like did see that. He's like <laughs> that y'all getting shut down. Um, <laughs> it was if. Shut it down, like John Tapper. <laughs> right. It was in quotes. It said, "If get your ass in the house was a person." And it was yeah, a, I did see that. <laughs> and it's true. And he's like, look, guys, I gave you the opportunity to keep this in check on your own. You didn't do it. You better be home before the streetlights come on. And that's, that's right. That's what's happening today. Yeah. Um, so your mother and I aren't mad. <laughs> we're just disappointed. That's right. We're very let down with the choices you've made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so are you doing uh to going back to the uh the making money since we can't leave the house thing uh sure. live stream are you have another one planned what's the what's the deal with that i've done two i've been doing them on wednesdays for no reason other than that's the first day i did one uh, seems like a good time. right yeah uh I, I will probably do another one this coming wednesday and make it a weekly thing um i do an hour, hour and 25 minutes, um, depending on how many requests I have coming in and so forth and so on. And uh, people, uh, I'm very, very pleased to say uh, people have been extremely generous. And while I am benefiting for that, that's not the reason I'm pleased to say it. I'm pleased to say it because they're still good out there. Like there are still people who give a shit what other people are going through. Yeah. Maybe they can work, maybe they can't. But they're still, you know, let's all pay it forward. Like I tipped a guy, uh, another friend of mine who was doing a live stream. I sent him 10 or 15 bucks a couple of days ago just because I, I had it. Uh, and, you know, I know he's in the same boat I am. So, OK, yeah, we're exchanging $20 bills, but maybe he needs it more right now than I do. Right. Thank God my wife is still able to work. 
sort of. Well, it's it's good that uh, there, there, like you said, that there's there's good out there, and I feel like, despite the fact that everybody's a little on edge, a little yeah. stressed out, um, before everything was really crazy, before the bigger lockdowns or whatever you want to call it started, I was at the grocery store with with my wife, just picking up a few things, and there was a guy who kind of like the what he was what he looked like kind of sums up how everybody feels he had on i think he had on like flip-flops shorts a hoodie hair a little unkempt five o'clock shadow pushing his full cart he was probably mid to late 30s early 40s and we were just carrying one of the the regular baskets like the carry ones and he stops he goes jealous of you guys you just you don't have a cart. You just have the basket. And we stood there and talked to him for a while. And he was like, I, I started kind of panic buying because I saw what everybody else was doing. And it sucks because, you know, you don't need to go buy eight, eight or nine, 10 different types of ground beef or chicken or six no. huge things of toilet paper. I saw a guy with four gallons of milk. What are you doing? You know, they go bad, right? After a very short amount of time. Right. I mean, I guess you could freeze it, but I don't want to drink unfrozen milk. I just feel like that's probably not good. It's probably bad. You know what you should do? You should buy the powdered milk, the Kool-Aid milk. You know what I'm talking about? Just add water. I'm sure that tastes awesome. I bet it does. <laughs> and like we 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 bought two things of not the gallons of milk. And because my wife went to a store and then I went to a store, we didn't know we were both buying certain things. And the other day she goes, go see if that other one's still good. And the date was like, that day I'm like oh okay and I opened it and I made that was not a wise choice <laughs> because it's not the way to go no it it I almost lost it in I, it was disgusting <laughs> I feel like crack open the milk I'm like ah give it a little sniff <laughs> big sniff oh <laughs> I could taste it it was oh, it, it was bad right before the shit hit the fan my wife was like we need to go to the grocery store and to hear her say that it, it simply doesn't happen. It's usually you need to go to the grocery store, <laughs> not we. So we piled into the car. We took a bunch of bags and we spent a lot of money and we stocked up and we got home. And I was like, what was that all about? She's like, I'm nervous that we're not going to be able to go outside. And I wanted to have food. I was like, well, why didn't you say something? I would have done this days ago. Right. The toilet paper, paper towel aisle is still ghost town city. There's nothing. Oh, in yeah. There's tumbleweeds in there. That's it. But. A symptom, from what I've read, of the coronavirus is not a mass exodus of the bowels. Like, why are we panic buying toilet paper? No. I don't, I don't really understand that. I don't understand either. My guess is, like, well, we can't go outside, so we have to have toilet paper. It's like, okay, but all you bought is toilet paper. And if you don't eat, you don't do that. Right. So something's got to give here. We have we, – uh, we bought a case. I mean, we needed some anyway. So we bought some and we're fine because fortunately there's only two of us. Now my older brother has four children. So mm. there are six of them in that house and God bless them. I imagine this is hard for him in many ways. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're in a house with four children. Yes. Um, ages, uh, ages 14, 12, 10, and two. Woof. Okay. Yeah. Whiskey's a hell of a thing. My man's been, wow. He's, that's a, <laughs> that's a full-time job in making children's. Yeah. But so he's home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure it's expensive to to feed that many. And 
they're all around right now. You can't escape them because you can't send them anywhere. I saw a meme. It was about the homeschooling thing. It said, this is only the second day of homeschooling. I'm trying to figure out how to transfer this kid out of my class. Yeah, I've seen a lot of stuff like that. And, um, you know, my wife is a teacher. So she's still getting paid and she's doing a little bit of online instruction. And she hates it because she wasn't trained for it. Like that's not you go to school to be a teacher, you do it in person. Right. You're not trained to teach. Is it video stuff or is it just like sending out assignments? How's it work for her? Um, it has been up until this week. Mm. There were some assignments and if the kids did them, okay, see, here's something you might not know. In Baltimore County, you cannot count homework. Wait, what? Like as part of the grade? You heard every word of that exactly as it was meant to be heard. As part of the grade, you cannot count homework, minor assessments and major assessments only, classwork and tests. Well, I'm glad that wasn't the case when I was a kid because I would be like, homework, fuck it, and I just wouldn't do it. I did that anyway. So how, how is that a thing? I don't know. It's been that way for a couple of years now. But so she's been able to say, like, these assignments are available through, I believe it's called Schoology is there their online platform. These assignments are available. If you do them, do them. If you don't, don't. If you want me to look over it, I will. Starting this week, tomorrow, in fact, um, they're doing like a virtual professional development to learn how to give actual instruction. And then beginning next week, she will actually have to teach. Whether that's on video or what, I have no idea. I don't think she does either. In fact, I don't think Baltimore County knows right now what they're going to do, but that's amazing in a way that, yeah, it's not something you, you never, I mean, I, I didn't go to school to be a teacher because that's probably best for everybody involved. But I did go to school to be a teacher and I didn't become one. Also best for everybody involved. I can't imagine like you're not, you don't get taught how to teach. That sounded weird, but you don't get taught how to teach when you're not in the same place. Yeah. It's, it's, it's and, and she's a math teacher, so it's super hands-on. Like, it's not go ahead and read this and then write me a summary of it. Right. Or book report. Uh, it, you know, it's, you have to take, you know, in geometry, take this shape and add it to this. I don't know what the hell geometry is. I don't, but, you know, you, you can add a square to a circle, I guess, and get an octagon or something. Isn't that Pythagorean theorem. That's all a I know. Squared equals C squared. Right. Uh, and there's, yeah, there's a triangle involved. Yeah, there is something to do with Again, shapes. I don't understand it. I don't get math. I, I'm a musician. I count to four. Everything else I can subdivide. But anyway, so uh, um, she's still getting paid and she'll have to start working next week somehow. And we're not really sure how or what it's going to involve. Like, is it you have to be there for the full school day or is it, you know, these two hours are essentially your office hours and kids can do. I don't know. We don't know. Everybody's flying by the seat of their pants. I got a phone call. It was last week um, for a job with an AV company. And, um, I originally applied for it and then I had to do what was, they called a digital interview. Basically just like you get questions, uh, you have 30 seconds to prepare your answer and then th up to three minutes to answer the questions, but you don't know what they're going to be beforehand. So it's basically like a, but I'm not, I'm not talking to a person on the camera. I'm just recording them and then they, it goes to somebody and I did that and they called me and said, look, we, we got your application. Obviously we, we reviewed your digital interview. We want to bring you in for an in-person interview. Uh, we just don't know when we can do that. We didn't want to leave you hanging. We just yeah. can't. We're very interested in talking to you. However, mm -mm. I'm on the phone. I'm like, okay. Like what, what 
They said, we just want, we didn't want to leave you hanging. We just wanted to let you know. We will reach out at some point. We just, you know, we don't know. Who when. knows when. My older brother is, a, is an AV guy. And um, I don't know. He's still working. Like, he's working from home. He's telecommuting, and that's great. I don't know what he's working on because they haven't been able to shoot any video in a month. Well, my wife works in the hospitality industry, and they had a conference canceled a couple of weeks ago in Florida. And we were going to, I was going to fly down towards the end of that conference and um, we were going to tack, tack on a few days and go to Universal. Well, w- a couple of reasons why that didn't happen. Um, her conference got canceled and Universal was closed. I figured if they're closing like Disney and Universal, you know, something, something big is happening. Yeah, all the Disney attractions uh, and parks in the United States have been shut down indefinitely. Can you imagine how much money they're losing right now? No, but at the same time, can you imagine how much they already have anyway? And is it a drop in the bucket? I mean, they've been open for a while. Pretty popular. They still have Disney Plus. They're doing fine on that. That's true. And like I said, those streaming services, this whole thing orchestrated by them. (laughs) That's my that's my tinfoil hat like theory of the day. I do enjoy reading the conspiracy theories about all this, which I think are complete bullshit. But I get entertained uh, out of. There's some, there's some pretty messed up stuff out there. There's some, there's a lot of it. Yeah. Are you, um, do you have Netflix? Yes. Well, sure. I mean, we steal the, uh, the login from my parents, but yeah, we, you're able to watch Netflix. Let's say that I am. Have you watched Tiger King? No. And I have absolutely no desire whatsoever to do so. I didn't either, but (laughs) again, we're in uncertain times. There was nothing on the other night, last night. So you know what? I'm going to dip my toe into this pool. Haven't gotten out yet, have you? No. When you were just like, hey, I'm ready. I'm like, shit, there's 15 minutes left in this episode. But <laughs> Sorry. No, after this, going to go up and watch some more. I need to fi- – it It just – it It starts with – and I'm recommend watch the first episode just to see. Just to see. It's, it's a true crime thing, isn't it? Sort of. Um, there's a murder mystery. There's like a hit – for like a hitman murder for hire there's um exotic cats um it's (laughs) it's so weird and there's a guy with no limbs um he partially there's a a woman gets an arm ripped off by a tie it's so bizarre that i can i cannot turn away from this and the guy's name is joe exotic yeah, I know. I know that part. Like I because everybody but me apparently has been watching Tiger King, so I see all the stuff on Facebook and Twitter and whatnot and everybody but I, you and me, uh, me until yesterday. Yeah, I don't like the whole true crime thing has never appealed to me. I never watched Making a Murderer or any of that stuff. I just don't care. I uh, don't I, I watch TV to get away from reality, not to have it forced into my brain. So, uh I might give Tiger King a look just because it's so, as I've been told, batshit crazy. It is. And, like, the one Joe Exotic, um, he's married to two men at the same time. Tom and Bob Exotic? Yes, actually. No, uh, I can't remember. His real name is something like Long. Look, I will wrap this by saying give Tiger. I almost want to do a whole podcast about Tiger King and discussing this lunacy. But... Um, <laughs> It is definitely worth checking out. It is bizarre. Um, but I'm glad you're feeling okay. Um, you and the wife are both all right. Um, yeah, we're doing great. You, uh, 
went through the the whole experience. Oh, when when you went to the the drive through Corona testing from Tiger King to this, um, yeah, was there a long line? Did you have to wait long? I was the only person there. Really? I was the only co- now. Okay, so um, evidently, this particular station took lunch at one o'clock, and my appointment was at twelve fifty, twelve five zero. Okay, so it might have just been. I caught the tail end. I'm not really sure how busy it usually was, but I was the only person drove up. They checked my ID, drove through to the thing, stuck a branch up my nose, and then I was gone. So you were there not even five minutes, not even three minutes. Oh, oh uh, yeah, maybe two. I'm, I'm lucky, extremely lucky to have my team of doctors that I do and um, – and he was Johnny on the spot with the phone calls and the emails and the whole thing. And it was, it was, except for that couple seconds where there was a stick in my nose, it was a very pleasant experience. <laughs> I feel like we'll, we'll end up seeing more of that kind of, uh, that procedure as we get older. It'll just be in different places. Yeah. <laughs> Can't right. wait for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate the time, dude. I'm glad you're feeling all right. Um, hopefully uh, the things get back to normal-ish soon so we can go out and play music again and see music yeah, again man. and, you know, see people again. But uh, Make some money. Make some money. We should, uh, we should do one of these about music one of these days. Sign me up. We'll do it. We'll talk local music, songwriting, all that fun stuff. 